0: Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yad. Today, I'm in the desert, Buckeye, Arizona, with a very special young guest calling in by the name of Jordan Smith. Hey, Jordan, welcome to Cars Yad. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Of course. All right, cool. I'm going to introduce you in a second, but first, before I do, could you share with the listeners here today one little thing that maybe most people don't know about you?
1: Ooh, I would say that I have the same birthday as my mom.
0: Well, that's cool. My wife's birthday is the same day as her father's birthday, so that's kind of fun. Do you guys always celebrate together?
1: Yeah, we always try to.
0: Well, I know you're a young person because you're in high school. May I ask how old
1: you are today? I am 18. 18. I just had my 18th birthday a few weeks ago. All right.
0: Well, happy belated birthday. This is pretty cool. Yesterday's guest was a uh, 19-year-old, so uh, this week I've had a couple students who are involved in getting into the automotive sector, so I think that's pretty neat that the uh, future for the automotive industry is in good hands here. So let me give you a proper introduction and then we're going to dive into your life here. Jordan Smith is a high school student at West Mech High School, pursuing her education in the automotive sector. Being a senior this year, she plans on going straight into the automotive field upon graduation. She was the top female students in TechForce's peer network beta test. Congratulations for that. TechForce is launching a new online platform titled JoinTechForce.org, which is a one-stop shop. For future and working technicians to any and all resources throughout the industry, including automotive, diesel, motorcycles, marine, aviation, motorsports, welding, CNC machining engines, collision, and a whole lot more. TechForce helps any and all ages to advance their career options. Very cool. We'll be back in just a minute to learn a lot more about Jordan. But first, a word from our valued sponsor. So give them a little listen, give them a lot of love because they make this show possible And we will be right back. So keep your seatbelts on. Are you heading out on the highway for a road trip this summer? I can't wait to hit the road. Covercraft makes quality protection for the inside of your vehicles while you're traveling. Their plush custom fit mats or Berber mats turn any ride into something special and are easy to remove and clean after days on the road. Covercraft floor mats are the ultimate protection from moisture, dirt, mud, snow, and slush. Just about anything you can throw at them. Don't forget your vehicle's trunk area too. Their Carhartt custom cargo liners not only look great, but they keep your rear cargo areas and seats protected from the sun and those accidental spills. Custom fit truck liners for sedans, coupes, and SUVs are perfect to protect the factory carpet from all those things that can stain and damage the floors. All your options are quality made, easy to clean, secure to the floor, and look oh so good. Check out Covercraft.com for a wide variety of styles, colors, and options for a custom fit. And I've got a special offer for you. If you use the code YAH21, that's Y-E-A-H-21, at Covercraft.com, they'll give you 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Simply use the code YAH21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. All right, Jordan, we are back. So let's dive a little deeper into the corner as we take off on this journey I'm going to call your life. Let's start with talking about what you're doing right now in school. What gets you inspired every morning to get up out of bed and have fun with cars? So take the wheel.
1: Uh, right now, I am going to Westneck and pursuing a career in collision repair. What got me into it was kind of my dad. He has been a mechanic my whole life. And so he got me interested in cars and I never considered it a career until I got the opportunity to do Westmec. Um, and I got into collision repair and I just fell in love with it. And so that's what I've been doing. But what gets me going every day is getting the opportunity to learn because I'm doing something new every single day and it's never the same.
0: Well, tell our listeners a lot more about the school you're going to because it's not so much a traditional high school. Westmec is something very different. So tell us about that.
1: Yeah. So Westmeck is like being enrolled in a technical school while you're doing regular high school. Mm. They have a ton of programs. They do like computer engineering and medical assisting. Um, And then they have automotive collision and um, automotive technology. And so you typically would leave your normal high school a little bit early and go to a Westmeck campus and just learn and train there. And by the time you finish, the programs are one to two years you'll have all of your certifications that you would typically have at a regular technical school for about half the price.
0: Well, that's pretty cool. I think that's great for young people like you that know what you want to do and want to fast track to that uh, versus maybe a traditional college after high school experience or even a traditional high school experience because they didn't have any of this kind of thing when I was a kid. We had a thing called AutoShop which was one class out of six you would take each day for one hour. And you'd probably work on your buddy's car or your own car, but nothing as serious and as technical as the kind of things that you're doing. You mentioned your dad being in the automotive industry as being someone who uh, gave you some interest in this. Was there a point in time and, and about what age did you think, you know what, I think this might be a viable career option for me?
1: I didn't really consider the automotive industry until my junior year of high school. I've always been interested in cars, but I didn't really consider it a career. And then I got the opportunity to do WestMec and I couldn't really find a program that interested me other than the two automotive programs. And then I just felt drawn to collision. So it wasn't until my junior year that I considered automotive.
0: So when you think about working on automobiles, there's a lot of different ways to do this. Fabricating, metalwork, paint, body shop, interior, upholstery, all these different aspects of working on vehicles. Is there one thing right now that you tend to be focusing on? Are you trying to round out your career options and you're, you're honing your skills with a lot of different things?
1: I'd say I'm the most interested in paint, but I'm really trying to get a well-rounded education here at Westmec because once I leave, it's going to be harder to do that. Mm-hmm. But paint for sure.
0: So if you had a crystal ball and you looked ahead into the future,
1: and I, I won't
0: want I don't want to take you too far because it's very hard to see past maybe three years and sometimes five years is even an awful long a long ways away especially for a younger person because i think time is different it warps out when you get older like me it starts to go by a lot faster uh but when you're young it seems to kind of be slowed down a little bit right now is there one particular thing you mentioned paint being of interest is that something that you think you'd like to be doing once you're out of school as a career option
1: yeah. Um, I really like the paint side of it more so than the body, um, just because there's a little bit more fine details. Mm. So with body, it's very broad and you do a ton of different things, but with paint, you just have those little tiny details down to the settings on your gun. Yep. Um, so I do see myself going into paint.
0: So do you like block and sanding?
1: Not really, no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't know anybody that does. You know, that's one of those those tedious things, but If you don't do that right, you could be the best painter in the world, but it's not going to look good, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's some of those necessary evils of painting, and it works the same on houses, uh, on cars. When I was a kid in high school, my friend and I thought that we would do something really smart and paint friends' bicycles. And so you bring your bicycle to us. We take it apart and paint it any color. We didn't have any idea what we were doing. We had spray paint cans and we'd spray it on there and it would flake off. It wouldn't work. And my dad luckily helped us a little bit and he'd take them and get them sandblasted for us. So we had a fresh, uh, fresh metal to work with, if you will. But paint is pretty cool. Now, do you see yourself in the painting world working on traditional type street cars or do you think you'd like to be doing some point show cars, special custom built cars?
1: I think I would probably start off just doing regular street cars, but I think it would be really cool to get into restorations and hot rods and show cars, um, even though it probably is a completely different um, game over there, but it sounds really, really cool.
0: Are there, or is there, I should say, a specific type of, I'll call it collector car or fun car or toy car that you're kind of drawn towards? Was it resto mods, hot rods, traditional, restored, uh, classic cars?
1: I'm really drawn to um, JDM and American Muscle, so I can't pick one, and they're very different, yeah. but I really love both.
0: Yeah. Well, cool. Well-rounded. That's a good way to be. I love it. Well, let's talk about a driving inspiration. You spoke about your dad, and I hear this is a common thing, especially young amongst young people on the show, is their father typically is someone that brought them out in the garage, the shop, maybe a grandpa, maybe even an uncle or a brother who helped them Uh, steer them or help them see that they could fix their own vehicles and so forth. Who was the driving inspiration, a key mentor in your life that helped influence you so far?
1: I would say my dad. He's been a mechanic my whole life. And so my older brother and my younger brother were never interested in cars and I was. So I was always out there working on a car with my dad and asking questions um, and just learning from him. That's pretty rare. Yeah.
0: Cuz you think about usually girls are doing girly things. I think about my kids. My daughter was kind of a girly girl, fashion, things like that. My son was more into cars and so forth, but this is a little bit of a switch up, uh which is very unique and very different. Are you seeing in the school that you're in and the environment that you're going into more women involved in this?
1: I definitely didn't expect there to be as many girls in my class as there are. There are 3 of us. I joked about me being the only one before I even started the class. And then I was surprised that when I got in there, there were a lot of us. And I have found a community of women in this industry and who are interested in cars. And I'm very glad that more girls are getting into it because it's really cool.
0: I think it's a growing trend, which I'm really happy to see. If a young woman, let's say, was going to come to you, or let's even say a young boy um, or young man wanted to work in this industry, how would you advise them to get into it? What would you suggest they do?
1: I would say to just jump in. There's not really a good place to start. There's not really a step one. Just jump in and start learning and start figuring things out.
0: When you did these things with your dad in the garage, how did he help you start to have the confidence that you can do things? Did he have you doing small tasks like putting air in the tires or changing the oil or things like that? Or did he say, let's learn how to weld today, Jordan?
1: Um, it started off with me just kind of being annoying and asking question after question. <laughs> yeah. But instead of just being like vague and, you know, flat out answering my question, he would go deeper and he would explain it. Mm. And then he would show me while he was explaining it. And then he would have me try things. Wow. And so I thought that was really cool that I was able to like dig a little deeper and figure out why.
0: That's pretty cool. Your dad did that for you. Yeah, absolutely. And look what he has spurred on is uh, a young person already has a career mapped out for themselves. That's pretty cool because most people at your age have no clue what it is they want to do in life. So I know I didn't when I was your age. I didn't have any idea. I just wanted to go surfing. So uh, yeah, but I wasn't good enough to make money in that. Uh, Let's take a short break. We come back. We're going to talk a little bit about a big challenge that you faced so far. So keep the seatbelts on and we'll be right back. I've discovered... and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. Join Linkage. Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. And when you're there, don't forget to use the code CARSYEAH to get $10 off your subscription. Go and visit them today. What began as a charitable car show has grown into the world's greatest collector car auctions, raising over $133 million for charitable organizations to date. For nearly 50 years, automotive enthusiasts from all over the world have enjoyed the Barrett-Jackson Collector Car Auctions, and I'm a huge fan. Regarded as the barometer of the collector car industry, their auctions are world-class lifestyle events where thousands of the world's most sought-after unique and valuable automobiles cross the block in front of a global audience, in person, on TV, or streamed online. Barrett-Jackson produces the world's greatest collector car auctions in Scottsdale, Arizona, Palm Beach, Florida, Las Vegas, Nevada, and new for 2021, Houston, Texas. The excitement of Barrett-Jackson auctions is contagious, and a unique experience is not to be missed. And coming soon, something new for you Cars Ya yeah! listeners. I'll be teaming up with Craig Jackson on the first ever Barrett-Jackson podcast, coming to your mobile devices every week. Listen here on Cars yeah! and check out the Barrett-Jackson website for unique details on this new, exciting podcast that I'm very proud to be a part of. And be sure to visit BarrettJackson.com today. Barrett Jackson, the world's greatest collector car auctions. All right, Jordan, let's talk a bit about a big obstacle that you've met up with so far. Maybe a big challenge. Could even be a big failure where you kind of just fell flat on your face and had to get up and dust yourself off. But more so, what was the lesson you learned about that experience? So kind of take us through the process.
1: I'd say one of the biggest challenges is being a female. A lot of times people will underestimate you and think maybe you don't know as much. Mm. And so I've just made it a point to try harder and to show people that I can and that I do know and that I can do as much as other people. And just because I'm a girl doesn't mean like I'm incapable. Yeah. So.
0: Well, I think that's the key to this thing. My regular listeners have heard this. My wife was an engineer Early in her career, studied that in school, and she met up with a lot of those challenges. And her, this was back in the 80s where it was even worse, really, for women because men were misbehaving even more and getting away with it, unfortunately. Uh, things have changed and gotten better, I believe. But her boss gave her a great idea that I'll share with you, and that is dazzle them with your brilliance. Uh, show them what you can do, and then you will earn their respect. And you can do that in a way without being abrasive or uh, difficult with people or being defensive, if you will. But it's just something you have to kind of work through, unfortunately. But uh, it sounds like you're on a good track and you have a good attitude about it. I mentioned this earlier, asked you a little bit earlier about what you would like to accomplish. If you had a bucket list of where you want to go with this career, what I like to call a big hairy audacious goal, some big thing you see yourself doing in the future, what would that be?
1: I would say owning my own shop, or at least working for a female-owned shop. I think that would be really, really cool. Yeah. Now, I
0: have to ask you the question, why a female-owned shop? Why dedicate yourself just to that?
1: I I would say that they operate different, because the other women in the shop understand that it's a little bit different being in the industry as a woman, as opposed to being a man in the industry. So just that environment is different.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've had several guests on the show that run all-female shops, which is pretty cool that I can introduce you to, that you can reach out and talk to them perhaps and learn a little bit more about how they got to where they were going. But that's a pretty ambitious goal. I think it's a great goal is to have your own shop. Are there things that you learn at your school where it can help you also not only on the craft side, the technical side, but also the business side? Because one of the things I've learned from a lot of guesses, they're very good with their hands and doing things, but they realize when they went into business, there's this whole other side called business where you have to deal with employees and taxes and payroll and how do you pay the bills and how do you, you know, all this kind of stuff. Do they give you some help in that way with your schooling?
1: I would say that they don't go too in depth with owning your own business, but my teacher and my instructors have had their own shops, and they can give a lot of insight as to what that's like. Ah. And just kind of tell you the pros and cons of it. Well, the thing
0: that I've learned here, too, is surround yourself with people who are a whole lot smarter and have already done this. So if I can offer you any advice in that respect, you can go to the Car yeah! website under the resources tab. And there's a whole category under fabrication where there's hundreds of people I've interviewed that have their own shops that you can reach out to ask them questions and perhaps they can be good go-tos for you because almost all of them, I'm sure would be happy to share their ideas with you when you get to that point about how you go about that. So it's a great resource. That's why I call it resources. It's a tab right on the landing page there. Let's talk about a special vehicle in your life. Has there been a special vehicle in your life? And if so, what is it and what makes it so special?
1: I would say the two cars that I have right now, um, my daily driver is a 2010 Toyota Prius. Um, not super cool, but I've just put a ton of miles on it and spent a lot of time in there. So it means a lot to me. Mm-hmm. But my project car, it's actually my first project car I've ever bought is a 1984 Z28 Camaro. So just getting to work on that and learn um, all like all of the different aspects and all of the different things that go into a project car, um, and especially it being my first. And just having to figure it all out is really cool.
0: Did you say a Z28 Camaro? Yes. Okay. Now, now there is a massive jump from a Toyota Prius to basically a muscle car. That's pretty cool. You know, I learned, I didn't learn how to drive in one, but I had a friend who owned a Chevy dealership up the street. And when I went to get my driver's license at 16, he gave me a brand new Z28 to go take my driver's test in. And he was a very nice guy. And he said, if you pass your test, you can keep this car for a week, drive it to school and have some fun with it. Then you got to bring it back. I think he was thinking maybe I would buy it, but I had no sooner had money to buy a new Z28 when I was 16. But uh, I have to tell you this, you've got a pretty cool car there. Now, the one I had was about 10 years younger than your car, but what made you choose a Z28 Camaro?
1: I was just looking for a project car and I was looking for anything and everything. So I was looking at Japanese and European. Um, And then I just saw a listing for a 1984 Z28, and it was in my price range, and it looked like it was something I could do. So my dad and I went to look at it, and as soon as I saw this car, I knew that there was no way I was leaving without it.
0: (laughs) You got the Um, red mist.
1: (laughs) So, Yep. So I just bought it.
0: So what do you plan on doing with this car? What are its needs?
1: The first thing we did was fix the power steering, and I recently rebuilt the carburetor on it but after that we're going to do a steering column and just some overall body and stuff on it just to make it look really nice um and then it's got some here and there issues it probably needs a new transmission but nothing major
0: nothing major <laughs> i love this <laughs> eh nothing major new tranny that's okay no piece of cake <laughs> rebuild the steering column yeah that's no big deal are you planning on keeping it somewhat stock or do you think you might do some mods to it
1: i want to get it running right first and maybe run at stock for a while mm-hmm. um and then later on down the line maybe modify it a little bit
0: very cool well that's have you ever driven one of those is the car drivable yet or does it still need some work before you can drive it
1: um it needs a little bit of work it runs but it can't really get over 60 so it's not super fun
0: okay not super fun well watch your speed there young lady you don't want to get yourself <laughs> in trouble or take it to the track maybe well that is quite a Big jump from a Toyota Prius to a Z28 Camaro, but my hat's off to you for uh, taking on this as a first project car. That's pretty darn cool. What color is it?
1: It's black. Black.
0: Okay. Wow. That's a tough color for a desert uh, person. A lot of dust on that black paint. Yeah. The one I had was bright yellow, Uh, something that you would get tickets in for sure. So (laughs) I did get through that week without any tickets, but uh, I hated giving that car back. That was pretty darn fun. So. I love it. I love it. You brought back some great memories for me today, Jordan. So I'm going to get into your head a little bit here, a bit, a bit of a psychiatrist. If you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you interpret your personality in some kind of a vehicle. What would you be, and more importantly, why? Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Um, I would say a Nissan Juke. A Nissan Juke.
0: Um, okay. What? Why that? that? That's interesting.
1: A lot of people aren't a fan of the nissan juke but it looks very unique and you won't really find a whole lot of other cars that look like that um and i consider myself to be a very unique very out there person Mm -hmm. so and some people like that and some people are kind of off put by it so that's why i'd say a nissan juke
0: that car yeah that is a very different looking car and the front end of it you look at it sometimes and you go what what were they thinking but it's got a personality to it it's got a a face. And a lot of cars do have faces. I'm not sure what that face is. <laughs> it's it's a different kind of face, but it certainly is something, you know, very, very different and unique. Have you ever had the opportunity to drive one of those?
1: I have not.
0: Okay, well maybe you should go drive one and see if it fits your personality or not. I've never driven one either, so I have no idea what it's like, but it's an interesting size car, kind of a little mini Cooper esque, but it looks like it's kind of blown up from the inside a little bit. You know, got those bigger fender flares. If I'm thinking of the right car here, just the way and that, almost like double headlights or something with those turn driving lights up on the fender. Yeah, I I should look into a little bit more about who designed that car because it's so different and it's just something that you just go, okay, somebody was trying something very different here. Uh, Maybe it was uh, designed in interior, Nissan interior design. I'm guessing that's probably what, kind of happened with it. But uh, yeah, I shouldn't say it that way. What happened with it? It Sounds like I don't like it, but it's just so different. Yeah, definitely. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, you're a different kind of person. So that's a good thing to be unique and different. I like it. How are some ways that you like to help other people who want to get into the automotive world?
1: Um, Just encouraging them. Some people can be very discouraging. Maybe if you don't know something or you haven't learned about something, they just kind of laugh at you or they aren't very supportive of you learning. And so when people ask me questions or when somebody doesn't know something, just being supportive and teaching them instead of kind of making fun of them for not knowing.
0: Bravo. Yeah. I'll tell you something I've learned after talking with so many people on the show is we really as human beings are happiest when we give back to others, when we help others. And a lot of people, it takes a whole lifetime to figure that out, to get to that point. But giving back, encouraging others is one of the best things you can do. And you can do it really easily in so many ways, with little tiny encounters with people or larger encounters. But unfortunately, a lot of people don't quite figure that out. And maybe they're not taught that at home. I always like to think maybe that's the reason why. Their parents perhaps didn't teach them that, but uh, sounds like your parents did. So kudos to them for doing that. Is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share with us?
1: I'm not a big reader, but uh, one that I have read before was um, Oh, Falling Up by Shel Silverstein. Yeah. It's full of like kind of poems and stuff. So that one used to be my favorite.
0: Yeah, interesting, interesting book. In fact, I remember my, I can't remember which of my kids that had that book, but one of them had that book. Yeah, he's done some interesting writing for sure. Uh, very unique kind of writer and so forth. But, and I remember the cover because it was kind of an, remember, right, didn't it have, like, a little drawing of a kid, like, flying through the air or something?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, if I got the book, bu- yeah, I got the book right, Falling Up. That's probably sitting back in one of their bedrooms on a shelf somewhere, unless they took that book with them. But, uh, yeah, quick little easy read. There is almost, like, like, poems or something in there, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, I, you know, it's interesting. I found this with a lot of people who go in. To the tech world, they don't find themselves as being big readers, other than maybe manuals or technical journals and things like that, um, because they like doing things. They like working with their eyes and their hands uh, versus maybe reading, which is a whole kind of different mindset. But I think that's fantastic. I'll make sure I put a link to that book on Jordan Smith's show notes page on the Cars website. It'll also be on the resources page under guest recommended books, where you can find over 1,850 books listed there. All sorts of different books that are recommended by my inspiring automotive enthusiasts here. We'll take one more short break and we come back. I'm going to take you, Jordan, on the ultimate drive. So stay tuned. Here at Cars, yeah, it's all about inspiration. And our charity of choice is Tech Force Foundation where it's all about making a positive difference in young people's lives. TechForce helps young adults discover their talents and passions for all things automotive with a mission of helping students develop a career as a professional technician. TechForce awards nearly $2 million in scholarships every year for students to pursue technical education, and they support hands-on activities, events, and mentorships across the country, working to change the outdated perceptions of these careers. Autotechs are in high demand, but the supply of qualified technicians is critically short. They need your help to fuel their mission. Learn more and join me in supporting them at techforce.org. All right, Jordan, we are back. So I have a magic scepter, which allows me to do all sorts of interesting things. And what I'm going to do for you today is I'm going to set things up so that you can go on the ultimate drive. You get to pick any vehicle in the world. You get to decide who you're driving with. could be somebody who is alive or even somebody from the past who's not with us anymore. I need to know who's driving this vehicle, your guest or you, and what are you going to be talking about?
1: I would say I would be driving a Nissan Z31 uh, with Dolly Parton.
0: <laughs> okay, now there is an interesting answer to this question, Dolly Parton. Okay, I don't think of Dolly Parton as a car gal. Maybe she is. I don't know that much about her, other than you know her notoriety as a singer and movie star and entertainer. Seems like a very positive person uh, and a very giving person, from my understanding. So I have to ask. Let's start with the car, Nissan Z31. Why that vehicle?
1: Um, it's the first generation three hundred z x, and I've never really liked the way the three hundred z x front end looked. Um and then I saw the z thirty one and I just really liked the way the car looked in general. Mm-hmm. So that's the car I fell in love with, and I think it'll be really cool to drive one. Yeah,
0: have you been able to drive one yet?
1: No, unfortunately.
0: I haven't either. uh I got to drive I've driven the original two forty Z when they first came out way back when I was a kid. I waxed cars and I had several clients that had them. So I got to drive them. I thought they were pretty darn cool back then, but this car is very, very different. And of course, the next big question is why Dolly Parton? Now she seems like somebody from a whole different generation than yours. What is it about Dolly that you find interesting?
1: I just have always had a love for Dolly Parton. She's just a very inspiring person. She's very down to earth. So a lot of the times you'll find me listening to her music. I've got a few of her albums just kind of laying around. Um, I've got a Dolly Parton mug that I drink out of every day. (laughs) Um, And I just want to pick her brain. This is very interesting because, again, she's from
0: such a different generation. And the fact that you find her interesting, what kind of questions would you ask Dolly?
1: I just want to know how she stays so positive and so generous. Um, She's very famous, and she's got a whole lot of money, I'd assume. Um, But she's very down to earth, and she's a little bit different than most celebrities that you'll find.
0: Yeah, no I just doubt. want to
1: know how she kind of stays that way.
0: Yeah, a very she'd be a, a delightful person, I think, to spend a drive with for sure. Now, now, will you be driving the car and she'd be the passenger or would you she put her at the wheel?
1: I would put me behind the wheel.
0: Yeah, I thought you'd say that. Very cool. Awesome. Great. Well, you have given us some really fun thoughts here and uh, I think the future of auto tech is in great hands with people like you, Jordan. Before I let you go, could you offer us maybe One little piece of wisdom or advice?
1: I'll have to go with a Dolly Parton quote. You'll never be brave enough to do a whole lot unless you're brave enough to try.
0: Perfect. I love that for this talk today. What are some ways people can follow along with you?
1: Um, I am on Instagram. That's where you'll find most of my stuff.
0: And what's that? What would that be under?
1: J-O-R-D underscore underscore
0: dot N. Well, Jordan, you uh, have taken us on a very fun ride today, and I want to do a shout-out to Jill Maisto at TechForce Foundation. She was kind enough to introduce me to Jordan. Uh, TechForce, of course, as you hear every day on Cars. Yeah, is my charity of choice. Check them out and this new uh, Joint TechForce program they're putting together is really a cool place to go especially if you're young you want to be involved in the automotive industry so check that out too jordan hey thank you for being so generous today with your time and your expertise and we wish you the best in all your future endeavors until you and i talk again i'll see you down the road
1: all right thank you guys for listening
0: absolutely this has been fun thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at cars yeah